it's difficult for them to get to the point of like abstract thought and realizing like well, yeah. my dignity comes from within as the as I was created and is yes. not negotiable. Right. It has no bearing on anything else out in the world or what anyone else has to Absolutely. say about yeah. me. I already have that and it can never be taken away. And I'm sorry, did you say this for young, like little ones? <laughs> I think it's for little ones, but definitely for, for <laughs> the grownups too. Right? We all say, probably think, have that like, moment. I think all of us struggle yes, with that to a certain you. extent. This episode of Beyond Sunday is brought to you by Assumption University in Windsor, Ontario, one of Canada's most historic Catholic institutes of higher learning, tracing its origins to 1857. Learn more about their online graduate diploma in Catholic studies by going to assumptionu.ca or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Welcome to Beyond Sunday a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your other co-host. Grab your pom-poms and megaphones and join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and allowing God to transform our everyday lives. So Nicole, you seem like a cheery person. (laughs) You're always, you know... (laughs) You're excited, sometimes excitable. Were you a cheerleader? First off, thank you for calling me cheerful. You're welcome. I don't think that's the first word that comes to people's <laughs> minds when they say, describe Nicole. No one's like, oh, she's so cheerful. But I have had people come to me in like at like conferences yeah. or like big events and be like, Nicole, you're always in such a good mood. You're so you're so happy. And I'm always like, really? Like, are we talking about the same person? Who am I? Is this like a different Nicole? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you have me mistaken with someone else. But- <laughs> But I think it's because when I'm around a lot of people like that, especially if it's mm-hmm. like, you know, an exciting event, I do tend to dial it up. I want to make sure everybody really feels like I'm happy to see them. And you yeah, know, well, it's... calling back to previous episodes, we want to be sure that we're filled with joy. Yes. Because joy attracts people. Yeah. So I can yeah. see why people might use the word cheerful, okay. I guess. That's you are, I... however, deflecting the question. Yeah. Were, were you a cheerleader? Yes or no? I was a okay. cheerleader. For like, I knew it. For like fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Okay. Yes. Oh, those little cheerleaders are so cute. Yes, we I was a tiny cheerleader. Oh, they're so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also just makes me want to break out my spirit fingers at you, which I won't. <laughs> I'll sit on my hands, so I will not break out my spirit fingers. Um, we're not really talking about cheerleading as the sport at, at this point, but um, that's not where we're headed. But we are in a way talking about cheerleading today. It's kind of a roundabout way. I'm going to need to hear how we All get right. there. Okay, okay, go ahead. Well, so again, I'm sitting with the Sunday Gospel, prepping for our episode, and the verse that, that pops out at me is from Matthew 23. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And it made me think of one of my greatest challenges in raising slightly older kids, maybe not the young ones, mm-hmm. but as they're approaching adolescence, is how do we keep that healthy balance between encouraging them to take, to be proud of who they are, to expect, or accept and appreciate their gifts, but also then not turn into like prideful, boastful, braggy people. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, in today's world, we always hear about the sin of pride mm-hmm. and it makes it feel so morbid, like, 
like it this this will be your death right, right? like because well, it is it's the the root of all other sin right yeah so we yeah. kind of make yeah. it we kind of maybe pride with the really big p heavy. yeah yeah we yeah. go a little the overboard maybe on like don't be too on one end, but then like on the other end i feel like it's um a world that focuses very much on me 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 yeah right like how can i be the best how can i be recognized how can i be number one and so it's this unhealthy balance of two extremes yeah and a misunderstanding, I think, of what both of those things are. Like, Absolutely. What, what is humility? What does it mean to be humble? It, you know, I think sometimes we think that it's either we're humiliating ourselves or we're boastful. Yeah. And those are two very big extremes that don't really get at the heart of what, what Jesus is talking about here. And as parents, what we're trying to do with our children or for our children. Yeah. I mean, right? I think as parents, what we really want is we want our kids to find a balance we want them to be to be able to experience pride for their work and pride yeah. for their gifts and for their accomplishments. Um, but we also don't want them to lose their humility either. Yeah. And sometimes that's difficult even for us. Oh, yeah. Because if you've ever had a kid play any sport ever, you've seen some yes, of those parents have. who maybe go a little too far swinging one way. We get really into it. Yeah. Yeah. So not that kind of cheerleading. Yeah. Not no. that kind. No, you know what kind of parents I'm talking about. We do. You've all seen those people. We do. On the sidelines. Yes. Mm. Ex- extremely involved. Yes. Invested. When I only had one kid playing a sport, mm-hmm. I thought maybe it was just those sport parents. Oh, no, it's right. All, I was like, oh, yeah. is it just basketball parents? And then I had a kid play baseball, and I was like, oh, no. We're calling out the basketball parents, are we? That's the then, only one we have. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then I met the baseball parents. Yeah. And then I met the soccer parents. Then I met the fencing parents. Yeah. And most recently I met the cross country parents. Okay. Which cross country seems chill. You you gotta scream though if you want them to hear you because uh, they're running so that's far. Fair. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like an aggressive it's scream. just loud. It's just like I gotta be loud because he's like all the way over there and I wanna <laughs> so know. So that, that seems like one of the more chill sports. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um very much so, but I too I, I think that still goes back to this misappropriation of terms, right? Like, what does it mean to be proud of your children? What does yes. it mean to appreciate their gifts and to encourage them? Mm-hmm. And I think that we really have gotten into this headspace where they have to be the best, they have to be the best, and they have to be the best. And we're going to scream and we're going to shout and we're going to fight people until they recognize that my child is the best. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think a healthy appreciation for that and what we tell our children then we want you to try your best. Yes. You don't have to be the best at everything. We want you to be your best. Yeah. And that conversation will be between you and me and the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you don't need to outshine everybody else. You just need to shine. Yeah. So I'm going to sound a little crazy here. <laughs> I, I Do we really need to have that? No, but this Caveat is going to be one like, of those moments where you're going to be like, this is why Nicole doesn't think people should call her tearful. Okay. I don't always tell my kids they have to try their best at mm. everything. Mm. I, um, number one, I always say try your best when it comes to things like being part of a team, like on a sport, for sure. Like if you're going to join a team, then you Mm -hmm. should be giving 100% because you're part of a team and that's what everyone there should be doing. But I think there are in some cases, some particular things, like for example, a school project Mm -hmm. where... Are you are you giving it a reasonable amount of time? Yeah. Are you committed to a reasonable amount of research? Are you are you following all of the instructions? Are you making sure that you did everything that you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. to complete this? And and you're exhausted? Okay, then that yeah. is good enough. Sure. Right. So sometimes I don't say you have to do your best. You just need to give it the right amount of Let, 
Let me couch the best. Are you giving it the best effort you can in this moment? There you go. That's a better way of putting it. That's really what it is, right? Like, and again, we were raised very much both, both Tim and I, I think were raised in a way where like you had to be the best, right? Mm. At least it was in my house, right? Like if it's, if it's an A, why not an A plus? If it's an A minus, why not an A? Definitely don't bring home a B. Sure. And so we are very different in our approach in that respect. Like, Yes, grades are important because they indicate that you're learning the material or not learning the material. But at the end of the day, like we just want to know that you are putting in an effort that demonstrates your integrity. Thank you. That's that's probably where I was going with that. It's yeah. it's more about like you have a lot going on. Yeah. And 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 I want you and I want you to give everything that deserves it yeah. a fair amount of attention but, that's also, but I don't want you to break your neck right like right. I don't think that your, you don't your need to be drive for excellence morning. needs to be right. so excessive that it's it's boiling into no. other parts of your life where it doesn't need to be but again and I think this goes back to like that whole idea of being proud or being prideful and what is best and what is the best yeah and so I think that also helps our children to prioritize Mm-hmm. to recognize that there are certain moments that certain areas of our lives are going to shine and other areas are going to have to just be good enough. And good Absolutely. enough sometimes is good enough. It's still good. Yeah. It's still good. Yeah. Um, but that we're putting in our best effort with what we have. And if we're exhausted, it's important that we rest mm-hmm. so that we can continue to put in a good effort tomorrow. But at the same time, if we're exhausted because we chose to misprioritize and played games for six hours and now we're just putting in 20 minutes on this project then that's going to be a conversation that we're having because you're not trying your best. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah, and I think um from like a kid standpoint, mm-hmm. like when when they are really good at something for example, yeah. um the first thing that kind of came up here was this idea that we should never assume that we're like superior right. to others or inferior yeah. to, but like we should always be recognizing that we all have equal dignity right like right. we were all made in the likeness and image of god mm-hmm. and and yes some of us have different gifts or different talents but um pride comes in when we assume that we have somehow achieved a level of superiority 100%. to others percent right and i think that there is a natural competitiveness that comes with some things when we're in school and even in like even as an adult there's competitiveness and that's not necessarily a bad thing i just try to remind them they're only competing with themselves yeah right unless they're i guess in cross country and they need to win the race <laughs> like fine but even then yeah you know even in cross like, country though then, like there's some really fast kids yeah. right so we he does still compete against himself right yeah. he can you know there's an app for that right there's a fencing app there's a cross country app so anyway on oh, the cross country app you can see all your times yeah so he does he competes against himself sure. he, he knows that he's not going to come out there first race ever right. in his entire life at all of yeah. 12 years old in two days and yeah. win the race but he can definitely be like i want to i want to beat my last time by six seconds yeah. dude that's a lot right good well, make I, that your goal i will say this too i think that one of the challenges in parenting and it's something that i noticed just reflecting on my own childhood is when we have kids who are naturally inclined to certain things, there is this expectation that they will always be the best at it. And when they're not this devastation that maybe it's not a talent anymore. Sure. And so being able to root that in, are you doing your best? Like, did you, again, did you put in your maximum effort? Is it good? Is it beautiful? Do you like it? Right. Do you still, do you still want to, do you still like doing it or is it draining you? Do you feel proud (laughs) of what you did? If this didn't happen, if so-and-so's wasn't recognized more than yours, would you still be proud of what you did? And that's the measure, right? As opposed to now measuring yourself against that person and being 
prideful in thinking that you needed to have beat whoever it was at whatever that was. Yeah. On the flip side, the humility part, right? Like, I think our kids also struggle with that. Like, I know just just recently, like, we have um, musical auditions are coming up. And my daughter loves to sing, and she's good at it. She has some natural talent that can be refined through instruction. Uh, But she was like, I think I want to go for the lead, but I don't want to go for the lead. I'm like, okay, why don't you want to go for the lead? Well, I just, you know, I wouldn't want to take it from someone else. I'm like, it's not prideful for you to want to do something that you are good at and enjoy. Like, you're not going for the lead because you think you're the best and no one else should be able to do it. You're doing it because it's a role that you think that your talent naturally is inclined toward. And so really helping them, again, like, it's such it's such a fine line, right, especially, especially junior high, because all the emotions are there, all the hormones are there, their brains aren't formed, they're not making the most rational choices. Mm, applesauce brain, <laughs> right. go on. Mm-hmm. Right. And so to help them really work through what is the root of the desire, yeah. What is the root of the desire? Is it to be better than somebody? Or is it that, gosh, I really like this role and I think I would enjoy it a whole lot? Because mm-hmm. that is just being proud of a gift that you have and you want to use it and share it and have fun with it versus I want to beat out everybody else. Yeah, and I think this goes back to the conversations that we've had in the past about always being in prayer and always being in discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I, I try to remind my kids, especially when it comes to things like this, like really discerning what do you want to participate in and what do you want to give mm-hmm. your time and energy to um, is number one, that that God came to us in our humanity right? and that God speaks to us through our human desires mm-hmm. too. So sometimes your human desire is good yeah. and, and it was given to you for a reason because it's something that, that he's gifted you with and that he wants to see you really use for a beautiful, wonderful purpose. Yeah. Um, it's it's not always disordered, no. you know? And I think sometimes we have a tendency to think like any desire we have must be disordered. This is all just, yes. you know, Especially me if it's being tied to, to sin. Right. And, yes. Or if it's centered on something I want and yes. then we think that it's selfish or it's self-absorbed. Yes, but that's exactly. that's not always the case. So like really encouraging them to think like, you know, is this something that you that you have a deep desire to do? Like, yeah. have you have you prayed? Like, do you feel like this is really what something, is something that the Lord is asking or calling you to do and asking you to use your gifts in this way? Mm-hmm. I think is a really helpful tool for figuring out how to walk that line. Absolutely. And again, I really think, and this comes in when they're a little bit older, to be able to talk to them, what, what does it really mean to be humble? Right, because I do think that there is this sense that being humble is just not thinking of yourself at all. Like not just being um, oh, self-deprecating. Right, you don't have to be a doormat right. to exercise humility. Like Christianity is not about our, 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 us being disciples. It's not about us being doormats. Yes. Right? Um, and so really this idea of, gosh, I'm going to forget. I think it might have been C.S. Lewis that said it. I'm not going to remember. But it's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Mm. And so it's it's not downplaying our gifts. That doesn't actually make us humble. That in itself is somewhat disordered thinking. And it's in some ways rejecting the gift that God has given us. Yeah. You know, I, um, I remember having a conversation with a priest friend of mine. This was years ago mm-hmm. when um, I had all tiny kids in my house. And yeah. um, I kind of felt this desire to want to go back to work right like mm-hmm. outside of my house mm-hmm. i was still working obviously I was <laughs> actually i really was working still i was teaching natural family planning but i really wanted to you know move back into a ministry 
kind of job and it was clear that there was not time for that yeah. where we were in in our life phase right mm-hmm. and i remember talking with him about it and saying um how how much of a struggle it was because i knew that i needed to be at home but i really just had this yearning to do something more outside the house and and i said you know maybe this is just a really big exercise in humility for me that like i'm not the right person to be doing this mm-hmm. kind of work and he said something so profound to me he said um you know nicole sometimes we violate our humility when we when we just lay down our desire and pretend like it doesn't matter mm. um and i'd never heard someone say like you can violate your humility by being too humble like mm. you can you can do that um but but it's true right because really what he was saying is like sure maybe you have really genuinely discerned that this is not the right time this isn't what god's asking for you right, right. now but don't dismiss yeah a desire that God's put on your heart, yeah. like it doesn't matter anymore, right? right? Like you can still well, acknowledge that it's important, right? And it, and if you and if you do, if you dismiss it, you're you're violating humility in a completely different way mm. than you set out to do, right? Like you're, you, I, I convinced myself that this is how I was going to be humble, right? Um, but but he was able to kind of help me see like your your humility still needs to include that your desire is important. It's just not what you're, you're being called to do with it right, right now. And so maybe the humility is being able to surrender the desire. There it is, yeah. Right, as opposed to pretending it doesn't exist in the first place. Yeah. And you know, I think I think that hits on something really, really profound in that I think when we deny what we're feeling, that it doesn't allow for the light of grace to touch it. Sure. Right, and so then it, man- it it manifests itself in in very uh, in ways that can be destructive. Mm-hmm. Whether that's self loathing, whether it is not going into things that we would otherwise excel at, um, and so we're not allowing God's we're we're not allowing God to be glorified through what we have been given. And I think that's the other conversation with the children. You know, like it's okay to be good at things. It's good to be good at things. God sure. has made us to be good. God has made us good. He's made us very good. And he has given us gifts that are good. The question is, are we the ones tooting our horn? Or are we allowing God to use the gift that he has given us to be glorified through us? Mm. Yeah. That's and so, so I yeah. think if you're if you're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, I have definitely gone overboard on the humility. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this this message is for you, right? Like we want yeah. you to understand that that there is a, a balance to be struck here. But if you're the person who's like, oh man, maybe I messed up going the other way, yeah. Um, to know that it's so helpful for your for your kids, for you to acknowledge your mistakes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to make amends in whatever way ne- it needs to happen, right? So if you yeah. if you are that soccer parent, basketball parent, baseball <laughs> parent, you know, like, and and you feel convicted right. right now. As a result of that, this is a good time to have a conversation, a heart to heart with your with your children, and let yeah. them know, and and to make an apology. It's so important that we model this 100%. example of humility and coming before the Lord and saying, like, I made a mistake. You know what? And I would say that on the other end too, if you are the person who catches yourself always deflecting compliments, always being self-deprecating, and you notice that and you're convicted with it. I think it's also a good opportunity to stop and say, you know what? Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Because they need to learn that they are good. That's another, I think that's our last point too. Like with kids too, sometimes I think some kids don't know how to accept compliments with humility. Mm -hmm. I've definitely seen that happen 
with my own children. Yeah. Like I have one who was in a musical last spring. You do. He was, he was the lead. He was the lead. Yes. And, and it was really hard for him yeah. to have people come up to him afterwards and be like, Oh, you did such a great job. You should be so proud. And he was kind of like, eh, what do I do with that? Yeah, I know. But, but truly, I think again, it is that false sense of humility. And I had a friend, I don't remember what stage in my life this was, but she would always respond. Thank you. It's a gift. Hmm. And so, yes, we acknowledge that what we did was great, yeah. and we acknowledge the source of yeah. that goodness. But you know, you can have your kids practice that. Yeah. And we definitely did. And he's a teenager, so you can imagine there was a oh lot of goodness. eye rolling when we him do it. <laughs> but we were like, okay, I'm going to say something nice about your performance, and you're going to say, thank you. Right. Without sounding sarcastic, without rolling your eyes, without scowling. Or without going the other way. Other, right. Other way, I mean, like, yeah. I know. Right? Yeah. And, and so, yes, yeah. encouraging them to practice that is very yeah. important and, and helping them to understand that it's okay to accept that someone appreciates a gift that you have yes. in in a certain way without going too far in the opposite direction, right? Right, right. <laughs> and if you find that you have difficulty in that, practice that yourself as well. I'm not speaking from experience at all. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at accepting compliments. Mm-hmm. Terrible. It makes me so uncomfortable. And my husband, Tim, calls me out on that all the time. He's like, they are really appreciating you. They're not making it up. I'm like, they just don't know me well enough yet. And he's like, you stop. <laughs> stop. This is what I feel like when people call me cheerful. I'm like, are you? <laughs> and we come full sure? circle. Because I feel like right. we're talking about But sometimes about our self-image does not match up to the image that other people are, yes. are, are seeing. Thank and so you. we need to step out of our self-image to be able to really see ourselves as God and other people do. And so to be able to accept the compliment and accept that maybe somebody sees something that is good in us. And in that way, too, avoiding the need for outside validation. Yeah. Right. Especially with our children. So I think like we need to get to the point where we can build them up so that they understand the goodness that just comes from being created in God's likeness and image, mm-hmm. you know, rather than needing to win the award or get the best grade or be affirmed by the popular crowd in, in school, that we are rooted in that knowledge that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and irrevocably loved by God. That's so hard to do when you're little, though, because you you learn mm-hmm. from you know, experiential existence. Oh, yeah. Like that that things from the outside come in, right? Yes. And so it's difficult for them to get to the point of like abstract thought and realizing like well, my yeah. dignity comes from within as the, as I was created and is yes. not negotiable. Right. It has no bearing on anything else out in the world or what anyone else has to Absolutely. say about yeah. me. I already have that and it can never be taken away. And I'm sorry, did you say this for young, like little ones? <laughs> I think it's for little ones, but definitely for, for <laughs> the grown ups too. Right? We all say, probably have that like, moment. I think all of us struggle yes, with that to a certain you. extent. Um, but, but truly, it's such a gift yeah. to be able to get them to that point. And it's not gonna be perfect, it's mm-hmm. not. But speaking those words of affirmation, we've talked about this too, speaking that into them, um, to be able to, to build that muscle and that memory even when they're in the midst of a hormonal crisis and they think they are just the worst. We're still talking about the teenagers, right? (laughs) Yes. About the moms. Um, Yes. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. One of those moments where it could apply to a lot of people. But like to be able to know that that whisper, that whisper that we're hearing is the voice that says you are loved, you are Mm. good, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the midst of whatever else is going on in life. Even when you fall flat on your face that that doesn't define your goodness. Mm. Um, and, and then you can be humble about that and get up and be like, yep, that sucked, moving on. Um, 
And so it becomes part of our perspective. Like, do we believe that we were created good? Because then we don't need to boast about how good we are. Because really, I mean, and I tell this to my kids all the time, your bragging is just a call for attention, right? You just want somebody to say you're good. Yeah. And so let's preempt that. Yeah. Let's just tell you you are. Amen. You might not be good at that, but you're good. Well, our challenge for you this week, parents and families, is to practice the virtue of humility this week. <laughs> I know. We don't want them saying the litany of humility, are which is not, a dangerous prayer. We are not asking you to lay down and be doormats. We're no. saying just exercise in small ways mm-hmm. what that could look like. And for your little people, like super easy ones, right out of 52sundays.com, are things like let someone else go before you through the door. Um, try not to boast, right? Try to give someone a compliment. There are lots of ways to do this that are very real and tangible, especially for our young people. And not super cheesy and unnatural. Exactly, yes, yes. Yeah, and do that with your spouses too. Amen. You know, I think sometimes we get into the busyness of raising these little people and we forget that we need to hear that we are good and loved. Well, thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We hope you found this conversation helpful as we navigate the high wire of raising humble yet confident disciples. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, don't forget, you can reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org. This episode of Beyond Sunday has been brought to you by Assumption University in Windsor, Ontario one of Canada's most historic Catholic institutes of higher learning, tracing its origins to 1857. Learn more about their online graduate diploma in Catholic studies by going to assumptionu.ca or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.